Here we go, College Football Payoff Podcast, Week 12, Episode 31. 31. All right, I'm Dan. That's Big Country. We got more picks for you this week. Uh, last week, what did you said? You went two and one. Yes, sir. Two um, and one. Twenty-four and eleven on the season, yep. everybody. I went one and two, but I did hit the money line last week with Rutgers. So looking at a thirty-eight, thirty-one podcast record, uh, and this week there's there are games being played, but SEC is in its uh, classic end of the year FCS schedule now, so. Barely any SEC games worth watching, right? Because that's how they like to do it. Whereas other conferences start playing their big time games, and yeah. So I have, I actually have Big Ten and probably the only SEC game. Yeah, I don't worth I don't it in have the conference. An SEC game. But nonetheless, we work with what we got and feeling confident this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, just for me, quick recap of last week. Wisconsin minus 24.5, never a doubt. Notre Dame minus 5.5, never a doubt. Uh, and then I had the under in Iowa-Minnesota that went over. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird. Some weird explosive plays in that game that I wasn't expecting, but all good, 2-1. and one. If, it, if we go 2-1 and one every week, that's a yep. that's a winner. Yep. So. I hit the Michigan minus 1. Purdue tried to make it close. I think that game came down to be, what, 24 points, Twenty. It was in the twenties. Yeah, so I had him at plus twenty one. Score away from covering. Yep, and that that's going to tie into my game this week. But and then New Mexico State, I took a flyer, but it didn't really work. Yeah, if you see fifty one points, you kind of roll with it. But whatever. All right. Uh, also, one thing I wanted to add: Heisman. Who you had the Desmond Ritter ticket? Yeah. At the beginning of the year, we were talking about how C.J. Stroud was up there too, and like at the very, very beginning, mm-hmm. before any games were being played, they were definitely gonna put. They they had Jack Miller there too, because they didn't know who was gonna start. Well, I didn't think C.J. Stroud had a chance at all, but I yeah. saw something this week that someone had him as odds-on favorite. Yeah, man, I think it would be a shame to see him or Bryce Young win it this year. I, I don't want to see any of them. Yeah, no. I don't want to see Bryce Young win a Heisman after because that's who I, I saw as a favorite this week um, on some sites and. After Tua, Jalen, and Mac Jones didn't win, like it's almost like okay, we're just going to give it to an Alabama quarterback yeah, or an Ohio trying. State quarterback because we don't know who else is standing out. It's never been this like unknown in this late in the season. I feel like I I've, don't understand why people think C.J. Stroud should get it because he does have good games, but he's also not that good. He, I mean, he makes some pretty bad mistakes and he misses a lot. I'm not trying to diss your but, Buckeyes, but like. Anybody could throw to that wide receiver room, and he still misses them. Is he what still I'm saying. Misses. Yeah, exactly. So like, like, I, I don't want him or Bryce Young. I still want. I'm still holding out hope for Ritter because right. maybe he can turn. I, I think I heard something this week on a different, you know, outlet. It might come down to whoever just has the best uh, conference championship weekend performance. Yeah, might might go win the Heisman. So that's I, true. Right now, I'm leaning towards uh, the Michigan State running back, but. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. But, if, of course, if they get killed by – if he has a bad game against Ohio State, his hopes are probably done. Yeah. But Stroud will jump up. But if Bryce Young beats Georgia in the SEC championship, he's probably going to get it. I just think that's a tra- tra- travesty. Is Travis. that the right word? Tragedy? I didn't know <laughs> what you to say. It's a travesty. I'll pump fake three times. <laughs> well, 
speaking of Kenneth Walker, let's get right into our picks because that's my first game is the Ohio State-Michigan State game. Uh, noon on Saturday at the Horseshoe. Ohio State's favored 19.5 in this, but the total is what I'm looking at. It's set at 68.5, and, and I'm going to be playing the over, mainly because you have two Heisman hopefuls there with Kenneth Walker, the running back for Michigan State, and then C.J. Stroud. And Ohio State has just as good of a running back. I won't say better, but just as good. Henderson. With Travion Henderson. I'll probably, I'll probably have a bet on him for Heisman next year. Yeah, so I'm looking at this, and what I see before I even get into numbers is that you have Ohio State, who's probably the best, one of the best offenses in the country. Mm-hmm. And then you have Michigan State, who really is not that bad of an offense either. I would say they're probably the second best offense in the Big Ten. Uh yeah, they rely a lot on explosive plays, but they And Ohio win games. State Ohio State does give up. I mean their secondary is still trash. Even yeah. though last week I thought that David Bell was gonna torch them, but Purdue's I don't know what Purdue is thinking. They they ran some like weird that, that line trick was telling plays me that, and all that. that they were gonna get blown out anyways. So. so we got Ohio State, like I said, one of the best offenses in the country. They are number one in points scored. They score 46.3 a game. And then Michigan State scores close to 35 points a game. Um, Ohio State also, they, they're they pretty stout on defense with when it comes to running the ball, but passing, like I said, their defensive backs are just so bad that I think yeah. they're going to they're gonna have to put all their focus into Kenneth Walker that it's going to amplify how bad their passing defense is. Yeah. And I think Michigan State's going to be able to score points, 68 points. Uh, You figure one of these two teams is going to score 40-something points. I would think so. And then Um, with Ohio State giving up 30-plus points to Purdue last week. What is it at, 66? 68 Uh, and a half. I mean, mean, both these offenses can score in under a minute, so. Yep. I mean – you got the over six and one in Michigan State's last seven, and then over is eight and two in Buckeyes' last ten. Uh, what else do we got here? I I honestly I'm not going to give it out on the pod, but I'm kind of leaning towards betting Michigan State this week. I, w- to I was too. Yeah. I was too, but man, that coach Tucker they were talking about today about giving him a ninety five million dollar uh, ten year contract. I would and. Man, he, he is a really good coach, I'm not going to lie. But he, he knows how to build a program, and I was surprised that they were going to be able to keep him in uh, Michigan State because I, I figured he'd go somewhere like an LSU or mm-hmm. we'll see with all the all the job openings now. So, I mean, with Michigan State, they're scoring a lot of points. You see 40, 37, 31, 48, 38. Yeah. And then we know what the Buckeyes can score and what the Buckeyes can give up. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably look that way. Yeah, I'm going to stick with over 68.5. I, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably go Michigan State with the points. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it, it's tough to play at the horseshoe, too. So I don't know. But Michigan State is 7-1-2 seven, seven, and two against the spread. So I'll stay away from the spread, but I'm going to go with uh, the over in this game of 68.5. Nice. All right. I'm going to take my first pick to L.A., where huge rivalry game this weekend. It's not rivalry week, though, so I don't know why these two teams are playing this week, UCLA and USC. 
I don't know. They're I mean, weird is it out there? Week? Is that next week? It's it's coming up like real soon. It's next week because this week is Michigan State. Next week's Michigan for Ohio State. So. Okay, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't know why this game's being played this week. Uh, flat out, guys, everybody listening, I think USC sucks. Yeah. Like, I really don't like this team. I faded them a lot this year with success. Um, UCLA has lost two other last three. Uh, one one game was a three-point loss to Oregon, which we all know where they're ranked right now and what they have ahead of them. Um, and then Utah. So their last two uh, losses were to probably the upper two top two teams in the uh, in the Pac-12. So... But they did uh, show that they could bounce back. They beat Colorado last week, forty-four to twenty. Um, man, USC is just bad. I, I just, I, I think they've given up on the season. Now, statistically, these teams are very similar uh, when it comes to defensive production and uh, points scored, um, and you know, even offense production. But just, just as we've seen, we've seen all year, UCLA is very dependent on their performance at DTR. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robson, Rob. Uh, Robinson, <laughs> their uh, their quarterback, man, I think he has a big game here. I know the emotions are going to be high, but I do not trust any quarterback in the, uh, who's throwing for USC. I don't trust their defense. I kind of think they're trying to chalk this uh, season up to you know be ready to um, just give up and go go on to spring football. I have to rock with UCLA minus three here. Now, yeah. statistically, this line should probably be like one, one and a half. I still feel confident in, in taking uh, the uh, the Bruins here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do too. I don't like USC. Yeah. And Slo- Slovis is just, man, last week, 131 yards to the air. I just don't see them yeah. figuring it out for this week. No. So. All right, cool. Okay, so I'm going to take – the next game to probably the only SEC game that isn't varsity against JV, and that's Alabama-Arkansas. I mean, it could be considered. Nonetheless, it's not an FCS school, but it's Alabama-Arkansas at Alabama, 330. Uh, Bama's favored by 21.5. The over-under is 58.5, and, and I'm going to play the total again. Uh, I'm going to go with the over 58.5 in this one. Bama's offense... I think they know that they have to start kicking it into high gear and they can't be too slow. Saban's offenses are never really that slow of a starting team, but I think coming off of how they played last week too against an FCS school, they want to kind of get the momentum going, going into rivalry week and then going into a conference championship. But Arkansas, I mean, Arkansas can put up points too. We see it throughout the year. They, you know, they put up 31 45. They, Ole Miss, there was that 51 52 game. They didn't score anything against Georgia, but that's to be expected. Um, but Bama, I mean, 59 points, 52, 49, 38, 42, 63. I feel like Bama's going to be scoring points and. What is it at fifty? I said fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Fifty-eight. You figure? I think Arkansas is good for fourteen, seventeen points there. Do you? Yeah, I mean, especially the way Alabama's defensive play has been playing this year. They're supposed to be the strong unit on the field. They've proven that they haven't been. I, I don't. I, if you need to rely on 
Arkansas scoring a couple touchdowns, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, so you say 14, and that's what, 40, 45 points for Bama? I think Bama scores 45 against this team easily. Uh, Arkansas's defense is all right against the pass, but where they struggle is the rush. Um, And Alabama just flat out is is a juggernaut on offense. They take, they don't turn the ball over on defense. You know, they're stout against the run. Arkansas is really good against the run, so that'll be a test. But I think you bank on Arkansas scoring a couple touchdowns here, Bama scoring close to 50. Uh, I think we could hit this total pretty easily, maybe by the end of the third quarter even. Um, I'm going to take the over 58.5 in Arkansas-Alabama. Nice. Okay, Uh, for my second pick, I'm going to go for another Big Ten team. Another Big Ten total, actually. We're going to look at Nebraska-Wisconsin this week. I'm actually going to go over the 42. Over 42 in Nebraska-Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I, many, many of you listening are probably like, man, why would we pick an over where one team has the best defense probably in the country in Wisconsin? They're only allowing 216 yards of offensive production per game. Over the last four games, they've only allowed 7.5 points per game. Why am I thinking like this? Uh, well, Wisconsin's offense has woken up. Graham Mertz has woken up. They have uh, put up over 30 points in three of their last four games. Uh, the only other one time that they didn't put up 30 was against Iowa, who's also one of the top defenses in the country. Um, and they are a turnover-forcing machine. Their turnover margin is huge, and that can work to our favor here when we're looking for a, a short over. We need you know, maybe a 20-yard field uh, and, and a quick score to, to make this happen. And I think that's a pretty safe bet since they're playing Nebraska and Adrian Martinez is in the um, the one throwing the ball for the Hus- Cornhuskers. Um, Scott Frost did get his extension. And um, Nebraska still puts up points. So if I can get, you know, a 24-21 game covers here for me, I'm going to take that all day. Um, I, I trust both of these teams to score two or three touchdowns. I just think it's it's a pretty pretty simple play. Wisconsin isn't going to allow Nebraska to run the ball, obviously, because they only allow 60 yards rushing per game this whole season, uh, 10 games into the season. And um, so that's going to force Martinez to throw. That's going to force Martinez to either score or turn it over. Real simple. Hopefully he turns it over on a short field so we can get a couple quick scores. And hopefully Graham Mertz can continue this resurgence he's had ever since starting out the season pretty slow. I'm going to go over 42. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at the game. I'll probably play it off the pod. But, uh, yeah, I think Wisconsin's going to score some points in this game. Yeah. They really do. So, good. All right. Uh, third game for me, Virginia at Pitt. Uh, this is 330. This is at Heinz Field. It's going to be 44 degrees. The reason I say that is because the spread is Pitt, 14.5, totals 65.5, and and I watched last week's Pitt-UNC game, and you know that that field, and it's not a knock or anything, but that field is a tough field to play on. Mm. It's actual grass. It gets beat up a lot. Speaking of Pitt, that's who my husband uh, winner is right now. I'm going to Kenny Pickett, but anyways, sorry for cutting you off. No, that's fine. It ties into it, but just a little down the road. Um, that field, we know, you know, it gets worked. You got NFL, 
college and I'm sure high school high plays school there. championships, district championships for the Western Pennsylvania teams. So that field's getting worked, and that game last week, Pitt UNC, they went into overtime, and in overtime it just started pouring. I mean, it was torrential, and you saw how rough it was on that field. The reason I'm bringing this up is two reasons. One, I'm kind I it's making me want to think about the total in this game mm-hmm. and keeping it under the 65 and a half. But then I look at the offenses for both teams and I think man that's too too risky. But the second thing is uh Pitt just plays so well against the spread and at home on that field. Pitt's offense, I mean, we got another top offense where Pitt's scoring 43 points a game. Virginia's giving up like 30 points a game. Virginia's defense is horrible. 43 points a game, 10 games through the season is is a very, very good offense. Is Brendan Armstrong playing? Because that's, that's what I'm contingent on. They they sat him on purpose last last week. So I think my Brendan guess Armstrong would be that he says is questionable. Yeah. Um, But even with him playing, I still like Pitt. Yeah, and I do too. Just looking at the numbers with Pitt's offense against Virginia's defense. Yeah, I'm going to take Pitt minus 14.5. Even though Virginia's offense is pretty good too, but Pitt's defense is better than Virginia's defense. Pitt's offense is better than Virginia's offense. Mm -hmm. It's at Heinz Field. Pitt knows the field. They know what it could be like. It's choppy. I don't think Virginia's ready for that. Um, and like you said, with Brandon Armstrong possibly not playing in that game, yeah, I like Pitt. So staying away from the total, if I do play it, I don't know. If I do play it, I think I might play the over, but for the pod, we're going Pitt minus 14.5. Nice. Pitt okay. is 8-2 and two against the spread, by the way. One of the best teams yeah. against the spread in the country. As a West Virginia fan that hates me, I hate to admit it, but I can uh, push my fandom aside to win some money. Absolutely. All right, my last game, another Big Ten game, Minnesota versus Indiana. Minnesota's heading to Indiana, 3.30 kickoff. And uh, I think this Indiana team's just given up. Yep. They are an absolute wreck at quarterback. They're down to their third string due to injuries with McCulley. He's thrown for less than 100 yards the last two games. Um, they are throwing a couple different people in there to switch things up, but it's really to no avail. Uh, 10 points combined well against their in their last two games so that was against Michigan understandable they only scored a touchdown but Rutgers last week when they played them man did they just get the brakes blown off of them if you lose to Rutgers by five touchdowns there you know there there needs to be a five you know five what what am I trying to say five alarm bell ringing <laughs> yeah the, whatever five the hell I'm fire. trying to say but I'm on a complete sell of Indiana. Win total was, I think, seven and a half before the season. Uh, they will be lucky to get three wins. I definitely don't think they're winning. Um, I think it's going to take Minnesota. Minnesota does have a very slow pace of play, so I'm not going to expect this to be, you know, right out the gate over, or, um, you know, to be covered right out the gate. But I do think uh, Minnesota has the ability to just keep wearing down Indiana and Minnesota has the uh, capabilities on defense to uh, keep stalling Indiana the way they've installed all year. This will probably be one of the tougher uh, defenses that Indiana's played. Man, Minnesota, I just think this is going to be another game of bully ball. 
uh, two weeks ago on the pod. I liked Minnesota minus seven and a half against Northwestern. I think they covered by like four touchdowns between three and four touchdowns. I, I think they can can match that here because honestly, if I think Northwestern and Indiana played right now, I think Northwestern would win. Yeah. So if we're doing the transitive property, <laughs> I'm going to go Minnesota <laughs> minus seven and a half. I like that. And PJ Fleck just got an extension. He's staying there. He, he's. I don't think he's a guy that you know. They are going to make a bowl game. It's not going to be a great one, but I don't ever see him as being a guy who's just going to pack it in and, and uh, you know, look forward to next season. So I expect him to be all gas, no breaks. Well, they're going to be. They run on offense very slow. So I, I just don't think they're going to let their foot up off the gas when it comes to uh, covering the spread. So give me Minnesota minus seven and a half. Nice. I like that. All right. Uh, we're going to go on. I'm going to talk about a money line pick here. I did win last week with Rutgers. Let me just look something up real quick because we had a football. We had a head coach fired this week, right? Or did he fire or get re- resigned? Which or? one? What team? Fuente. Oh, he got fired. He, he got, fired. got fired. All right. So I'm going to take Virginia Tech money line against Miami. Of Resurgence. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at that line, and I was <laughs> thinking, man, Miami seems a little too easy here. Yep. So Virginia Tech's plus 7.5. The money line is plus 250. It's at Miami. I watch games where they're playing at Miami, and there is nobody. Nobody goes to those games. Miami football is dead. Uh, no, that there's nobody at those games. I don't. They're supposed to have like some big meeting or whatever with the players and boosters the program, and I think they keep Manny Diaz. But well, uh, no, I'm saying like the their program. It doesn't yeah. have the hype that it used to. No, not at all. They gotta they gotta go out and start thugging again yep. for them to get back to normal. And it's gonna be raining down there. So when that happens, I look at the running game, and Virginia Tech is way better running the ball than Miami is. But I think it's resurgence. Coach gets fired. Virginia Tech comes in. They're going to beat them probably by a touchdown, maybe two. So Virginia Tech plus 250 on the money line is my pick. Nice. All right. We all good? You got everything? Man, I'm good. Ready to, ready to review? Yeah, go. Uh, yeah, you can go first. All right. Big Country's Week 12 card, Episode 31. Three picks for you. I got UCLA minus three in the Battle of L.A. I actually don't know what they call that. I like that, though. No, we'll Bowl. say the Battle of L.A. All right. That's what I'm just calling it. Yep. Um, Nebraska, Wisconsin over 42. Let's help me out here, Adrian Martinez. And a, uh, Minnesota minus seven and a half. Let's play some bully ball. I like it. All right. I have the over 68.5 in Ohio State, Michigan State, probably the biggest game of the weekend. I think that's yeah. a 4 7 matchup. Uh, over 58.5 in Arkansas, Bama, the only game worth watching in the SEC. Pitt minus 14.5 against Virginia. I just uh, Pitt. Yeah. Playing at Heinz Field. And then Moneyline pick, we got Virginia Tech, Resurgence. After firing their coach, plus two fifty over Miami. That's a cool job to have. I'll be interested who they who they land as their next head coach. Oh yeah, I would love to, especially with uh, night games at Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, enter Sandman. Cool. All right, uh, that's it. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, follow, share with your friends, all that good stuff. We are everywhere that you get your podcasts. 
What are the socials? At CFP underscore pod for the podcast. Um, Twitter account, you can find me at Big Country Best. Bets. Oh my gosh, I keep burping. I had uh, Jamaican food for lunch. That's not good. No, no, it was very good. Uh, <laughs> what's your social now? It's DPOSK13. So D P O S K 1 3. Nice, nice, nice. Nice and easy. Okay. Uh, like we said, share, comment, like, subscribe, follow. Tell your friends anywhere you can get a podcast is where we are at. And that's it. Uh, let's have another good week. The Man. podcast is above 500. That's always a good sign. 24 and 11. Let's let's keep going, guys. Yep, I'm feeling it. You got anything else you want to add? No. I, you know, it's it's a tough week to handicap. I'm ready to get to rivalry week. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll do rivalry week. We'll do uh, conference championship week. We'll, I don't know. Maybe we'll just tweet out for Army-Navy. I don't so we'll see. So yeah, we're going to talk about yeah. that, but I think what we're going to end up doing is you got your rivalry week. Uh, we might stick with our three games. Yeah. But then I think with conference championship, we might have a little bit more for you. We're, we're probably going to do every conference championship yep. game. Every, At least power fives. And then uh, we get into bowl season. Yeah. And, and then, I mean – Last couple of years, well, at least our pilot episodes were two years ago, bowl season. We did every bowl game. Last year, we did every bowl game. Um, I'm willing to go over every bowl game. I don't know if I want to tarnish my record. I think we'll go yeah. over every bowl game and then. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do. We'll do uh, leans and locks. Yes. How about that? We'll Ooh, I like that. Leans and locks. Mark it on your calendar. Nice. All right. I'm Dan. That is Big Country. We will see you next week. Yes, sir.